Hello Gemini friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Gemini January 2022 Astrology Must Knows Horoscope Forecast. Definitely go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. That is the interface for all the free goodies I make for you each month, including written horoscopes that are separate from these videos. And when you sign up for my free email newsletter now, you get a new perk that I've been working on for a long time, which is to be able to run a free birth chart. So you can use the information that I give you, all those juicy details in this video, you can use them in deeper ways. So. If you want to have free courses, you can also check out my courses that are free, including Unleash Your Money Magnet at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com. And if you'd like to earn money as an astrologer, you can see that course there too. Okay, so this is for you if Gemini is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, or your Mercury, your Venus, or Mars, or whatever you watch for, this is going to be part of your astrological picture. Astrology is complex and we have more layers than just our sun sign and we have more layers in our astrological report than just our sun view. Okay, so that's why I like to give you the juicy details so you can go deeper. The next thing to know is that if you are a very late degree Gemini, so like June 15th through the rest of the sign or 23 degrees through the rest of the sign if you're watching for another placement, then I highly suggest you additionally watch my cancer report because you late, very late cuspy people have a more complex read and you will benefit from watching both reports. So happy new month, happy new year. We've got all kinds of things to talk about, a lot of relief coming from a bunch of different um, ways. So we'll talk about those each individually, the things to celebrate and the things to watch out for. The first big must know, is that we're getting out of the heat of eclipse season. And this will be a big relief for Gemini's because even if you've had a lot of positive changes, which you may have because that eclipse cycle that we're ending is was targeting you from March, 2020 through, the, through now, basically. So you might feel some relief now that the target is not you anymore, right? Also, even if those changes were positive, change is also stressful, even if it's a positive change. And so just those, you know, the stress of the changes and the things that came in and dealing with them, that's going to start shifting into a new normal for you with whatever those changes were. Okay, so we're out of the heat of the eclipse season. Some news can still come in and things can start be being implemented from the changes that were made. But there's definitely, you know, kind of like a taking off of the brakes, I mean, taking off of the gas for you know the the fastness of those changes and kind of the the everything getting all spinny and whacked out from so much change. Also, uh, eclipse time tends to be very anxiety ridden because even if it's positive changes for a while, sometimes we don't know what the changes are going to be. We just feel it in the air. The air is literally electric, and it feels like we're getting our fingers stuck in an electric socket for an extended period of time. So. From October through December, basically, we were in the heat of eclipse season, and now that's starting to fade. So that's something to celebrate. That clash of the Saturn-Uranus um, square that was very highlighted in December is also starting to dissipate. Now, we are getting some afterquakes from that, but with every day we move into January, that's starting to move more into the backdrop, and then we'll have a little bit of a period of relief from that transit. Um, until around August, when from August through November of 2022, that's going to come back for the last clash. So you can watch my Saturn square Uranus video, just search for Annie Botticelli Saturn square Uranus to understand that more. It's very monumental and it has laid a lot of the groundwork and the themes for 2021 and will continue in 2022, but it won't be as much in our faces because the space between the angle that's being made by those planets is going to be spreading out. So the influences are going to be as strong. 
So that's something to celebrate. Something else to celebrate that is a must know is that we have a good bit more sweet aspects than salty ones this month. And we always feel that when the stars are in, in happy communication rather than conflictive communication in their get togethers, it just lays a tone for the month and that, that definitely helps. If you like to have all of the sweet and salty dates and the, the aspects and what they are and when you can ex what you can expect from them delivered into your inbox one month early, that's another perk you get from signing up for my free email newsletter at AnnieHelpsYou.com. I don't send out very many newsletters, so when I'm trying to get you to join this list, it's really just because I give you so many free goodies and ways to um, navigate the energies that are different than the videos that I want you to use when I'm making for you. So you can see that at AnnieHelpsYou.com. Another big must know is that Mercury is going in retrograde. So we're in a Mercury retrograde cycle, which is doubling the effects of the retrograde energies because we still have Venus in retrograde. So retrograde energies mean inward and backward movement. They mean January is a time for some confusion and not really knowing what's going on and trying to have peace with just being where you are at any given moment, being in the present moment, scheduling yourself light, taking care of business and leaving room for last minute magic. It's one of my favorite manifestations of Mercury retrograde is that, and Gemini's love this, right? To have some kind of random trip that comes last minute or in a, a social event invite. Those odds are increased of these random last minute things. And the less you have going on from your scheduling standpoint, the more you can say yes to these things. Plus, you'll be less stressed if you have less planned this month because there are going to be things that need your attention. You are going to have to take care of some business things. There will be some possible reality checks, sobering energies of Capricorn coming in. And basically kind of, I think it might be a little bit of a relief though, because with the Sag spree that we had, you probably got pretty spun out. And we've got a little bit of that going on still because Mars is still in Sag, but I think it will be a little bit of a relief to kind of get back into your routine, get things situated, mop up any messes from the Sagittarius frenzy that we've, we're stepping out of. But it's definitely going to put a little pressure on you to kind of get organized, get focused, and not be, um, you know, as all over the place and kind of hem in and get directed. But I do think it will feel good also. That, well, yeah, okay, I'll talk about that after. I want to stay focused on the retrogrades right now. So one of the other must-knows, so basically you're going to schedule light for this month if you can. You're going to schedule in pencil knowing that there will probably be changes. You're not going to get thrown off when things that were called into question, that things that seem sure are called into question. You're going to know that this is kind of a time you're supposed to not know what's going on so you can have more peace with it. And know that trying things on without permanent commitment is good for this time. And education and other opportunities may come up. So if some kind of flexible program with the payments you can afford, with do, you know, go at your own pay studies, those things kind of come up, that will be really a good match for this time. Now, I just want to kind of project forward a little bit because we're going to talk more about how January and February are very much covered in this, like being the spider with having woven your web and now you can do little fixes to your web, but you're not going to plan a massive web expansion over the other part of the room or the other corner of the world while the energies are turning in. You can do those things in the backdrop to plan for a future burst out. So the tides are coming in. So just imagine you're on a beach 
January and at least half of February, first half of February is going to be tides are coming in. So you don't want to throw your message in a bottle out because it'll come right back to you. And that, that figurative message in a bottle goes for anything you're trying to throw out in the world. If you're trying to push something out, force something out, make a decision, make something happen, make plans for the future. You're thinking about the future and you can be reassessing and reevaluating and you will be, but the actual launches will have better energy February 23rd through April 27th. That's our big first launch open period of the year. Great for big decisions, big commitments, um, publishing projects, like launching those. You can work on the publishing in the backdrop now. Anything with moves, engagements, weddings, you know, trips, travel, anything that requires plans and more certainty is going to be easier to deal with from February 23rd through April 27th. That's when the tides will go out and you can push all your boats out and they'll, they'll be pushed out by the tides. But for now, you're just seeing what food comes to you. You're dealing with what's right in front of you and you're dealing with things from the past, unfinished business that is up front and center. Venus is in retrograde and it goes direct, but let's talk about this because Venus rules love and romance and finances and money and relationships and your relationship to money and beauty and design and self-esteem. So it covers a lot of ground and it's a long retrograde cycle. So from November 18th starts the shadow period. November 18th through December 19th is the pre-retrograde shadow. Then December 19th through January 29th, is the um, actual retrograde. And then January 29th through March 2nd is the post transit. So basically from November 18th through March 2nd, we are having our Venus goggles on, which means that you might not be seen clearly in love, beauty, money, relationships, design, anything you wanna do to your physical appearance. And because of that, it lends itself to a time where you do sprucing up because you will be drawn to like you know, feel like you want to look better, feel like you want your space to look better, fix things that have to be fixed. You'll notice like a lot of things that were pending, like, wow, that really needs some sprucing, you know, pruning trees, anything that has to do with general upkeep that has been neglected, this is going to be amazing for that. But like the big design projects, you know, so getting a few plants is better than landscaping your whole yard. Painting a wall is better than painting the whole house. Getting some throw pillows is better than getting a new couch. You know, because the design aspect of it is one that will likely be shorter term than you think. And when you make these big investments with things that are hard to change, when they have that shorter shelf life, then, you know, sometimes that becomes a problem. So you just want to remember that experimentation is wonderful at this time. It's well indicated. Small sprucing up, getting a new beauty cream, you know, doing some different exercises, you know, getting anything that is low stakes, not going to be botched up, isn't permanent, is something that, you know, you can experiment, you know, get a certain type of, you know, thing with your wardrobe going instead of buying a whole new wardrobe. And now for people who can just afford making changes at any time, this doesn't, this isn't as relevant for you. But even people who can afford making those big changes still don't want to spend the money needlessly, right? You'll, your money will be better spent on design-related things if you wait. Now, that being said, this is a bargain hunter's delight. So if you're okay with the thing that you're buying being more of a shorter-term thing, a bridge thing, um, 
you could find a lot of deals at this time, okay? But you also could have the chance of buying a money pit. So you have to do your you know, research. If you think you're getting a deal, you might wind up finding out things that the owner was neglecting to tell you. And then it costs a lot more money in the long run than you thought, those kind of things, which may or may not be the end of the world for you, but it's just things to be aware of. Now, I highly recommend you listen to my Venus Retrograde video because I go into lots more of these things. And at anyhelpsyou.com, I have a Venus Retrograde through the signs and houses video, and that's going to be very helpful. So basically, um, Geminis want to watch Venus Retrograde through the eighth house and through the ninth house, because those are the two houses that will be um, coming up for you for the Venus retrograde. And those two houses are also being highlighted for Geminis for a lot more reasons. Part Mercury retrograde is going to be featured um, part there, actually there in the ninth house, and for some of you into the eighth house. Venus retrograde is there, plus we have the new moon, the sun, and a whole bunch of other planets in Capricorn in the eighth and ninth houses, okay? So that means these are being featured for you. So what, it, what do those places re- represent? One of the things that is coming up strongly is this eighth house, which has to do with other people's money. And this is a pressured aspect. The angle that Capricorn makes for Gemini is pressured, but you don't have to fear it. Just know that, you know, Geminis like to be random. They, they like to have their flow. They sometimes get distracted, right? And it's hard to focus on some things because you want to do this, and you do this, and you do this. So it's basically calling for some direct and consistent attention into your deep intimate relationships, into how you use your power and healing how other people have used their power if it hasn't been wisely, into your um, joint finances, um, debt, money, inheritances, estate planning. Those kind of things are the things to be researching now. Now remember, you might be changing them in the future, but like, you're paying attention to them now. Some attention is being called there. This also has to do with borrowing money, paying off credit cards, you know, how you spend money, your relationship with debt, those kind of things. The other um, house is the ninth house. And so what this is continuing to bring up, and you've been hearing me talk about this for months because of the Sag energies and the Sag eclipse, teaching, learning, education, spiritual pursuits, long distance travel, immigration, Um, different cultures, different languages, things like that. You could make some serious headway in learning a language and you could start to change how you see things in your life. I mean, this ninth house is your general perspective on life. So you could be having a little bit more structure, a little bit more realism added to the things that you are working on. Now, all of this kind of we'll say pressure points or all of these pressure points or or heaviness from the cap energies doesn't have to be bad like i said in some ways i think it will be a relief for you but there are pieces to celebrate here that lighten this okay one is that mercury is partly doing its retrograde in aquarius aquarius is a fellow air sign so for those of you who are may born or zero to ten degrees you're going to be having three kisses for mercury retrograde all the rest of you are still sitting with lots of potentials from Mercury being retrograde in a, in a favorable sign for you, okay? But those of you in the Mayborn or zero to 10 degrees, you'll get some extra kisses from Mercury retrograde, which means that for everybody, and especially for you all, the odds of blessings from the past coming back are enhanced. The odds of solutions coming back from any past problems are enhanced. And the odds of news or people coming back from the past in a wonderful way 
are also greatly increased. Then towards the end of the month, the energy changes a lot because now the energies are starting to get into Aquarius season and Aquarius season is much more favorable and smoother for Gemini's because it's a fellow air sign making beautiful aspects to your placements, okay? So we definitely have a different profile for the earlier part of January compared to the last part, but there is that Mercury, you know, in Aquarius energy. And then we also have Mars still in Sag. Okay, so Mars in Sagittarius is causing a lot of all over the place energy for you. It could be travel, it could be all your different studies, it could be talking to a lot of different friends, it could be a lot of social things, but it's definitely featuring your relationships and kind of you and your relationships and key people in your life. That's going to be coming up. So you'll feel some extra pressure, but you can also feel some extra positive outcomes from that transit. Those of you who are may born through around June 3rd or zero through around 13 degrees, you're going to feel your extra pressure from Mars in December. And those of you who are 13 or 14 degrees through the rest of the sign or like June 3rd or 4th through the rest of the sign, you're going to feel your extra pressure from Mars in January, okay? But remember that the pressure can also mean you activate your superhero self and, you know, and step above the, the conflict. So. When points are here at a 180 degree angle, what do they do? They push, or what, they pull, they push, they balance each other out. And from that, from that um, kind of deadlock, you can access parts of yourself, creative genius. You can become unblocked from the fact of the stalemate or whatever it is. Okay, so it's a very powerful time. It's a very notable time. You will be feeling it. Um, and you might be overextending yourself and that's something you have to watch out for. One thing I wanted to point out is that Gemini energy rules the respiratory system, okay? And Gemini, people with strong Gemini placements have a tendency to get respiratory infections and colds and things like that more than other people. One way that you can protect yourself from the big, very bad types of respiratory issues and just the normal light things is to pay attention to your body and know the signs when you're starting to feel like something is trying to take over. Because if you act and you take, now I'm not a doctor, you have to make sure whatever I'm going to just give examples of is okay for you, but like, you know, take elderberry, extra vitamin C, oscillococcinum, which is um, a homeopathic remedy you can even get at Walgreens. It's, it's so popular that you can get it at just major drugstores that aren't alternative ones. Oscillococcinum is, gosh, I'm trying to sell that. O-S-C-I-L-L-O, C-O-C-C-I-N-U-M. Spelling bee champion, right? Anyway, so things like that, if you have them around and as soon as like, if you feel it in the night and you're like, no, I wanna go back to sleep, if you get up and you take those, um, those things that can help you to fight things, you can prevent yourself from being a Gemini that tends to get respiratory problems you know, in the more mild ones or the more serious ones. You just have to nip it, know the sign and nip it. And when you feel yourself starting to get a little under the weather, if you try to get some extra sleep instead of continuing to go, 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 that's going to be very helpful. And that's going to be good advice for you for your whole life, but that's especially also coming up now because of this Mars push and pull in December and January. Okay, so the last big must know that I wanted to mention is that Jupiter is recently in Pisces. I did talk about this some in the December report because that's when it officially went in, but we're very recent now into Jupiter and Pisces. So Jupiter's movement through Pisces is from the end of December through the beginning of May. 
And we'll come back into Pisces in the later degree, um, later in the year, but the predominance of this transit is happening now at this time, the end of December through the beginning of May. And this for Gemini is highlighting your work and career sector. It's highlighting your relationship with your father, father figures, bosses, you establishing yourself as a boss, recognition in your field or for your work, expanding your work that you want to do now or that you want to do in the future. And when I say work, I don't just mean work for money, although work for money and career and employment is definitely part of this. But if you're a person like, let's say you're a kid and you don't have to make money, or if you're retired and you don't have to make money, Jupiter moving through this 10th house can get you on track for what you want to do in the future, like if you're a kid, or get you on track with the gift, using your gifts or your passions as a retired person to help or serve or feel like you're making a difference or connect with others. And also the relationship to father is going to definitely factor in and you might be able to heal some extra issues might come up with dad or topics, but also the chance to heal things in that relationship with your father, whether he's around or not still, um, is definitely an opportunity of that time that you want to take advantage of. And because Pisces makes a pressured angle with Gemini, it means that this is going to take some work. But again, work or pressure doesn't have to be bad. Sometimes, like a Gemini will say, a very highly creative Gemini who's writing or creating music, sometimes you need to have pressure of a deadline to do something with that talent, to do something with all of your ideas, to string them together into something. So the fact that you might need employment or income might force your creative endeavors into a timeline, and that could be the pressure that you're feeling. You know, And since this also relates to your ascendant, which is how you walk in the world, how people see you, kind of your definition of yourself and other, other people's definition of you. There's something going on with that core relationship with your dad and healing it and also and or with how you're walking in the world and the work that you're doing with that that's defining and redefining your your whole image of yourself. So this is, you know, it, it's it's an interesting follow-up to the eclipse cycle that we're finishing because now it's picking up where that may have left off and expanding um, on whatever happened during the last couple of years. Okay, so I've given you lots of information to help you make the most of this new month and this new year. If you would like even more information, I have a lot more resources for you. Go to AnnieHelpsYou.com or you can click on the link below this video. If you click on the little more button with the arrow, the notes will be revealed and the direct link is there. And if you would love to be an astrologer as your profession or just earn a little bit of money on the side from your love of astrology or just help yourself and your friends and your family, Without charging, you will love my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course. As you can see from all of the things that I do, I'm a teacher, I love to teach astrology, and if you think I put a lot into my free resources, you should see what goes into this crazy comprehensive course, Becoming a Professional Astrologer, which you can see at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com. This link is also in the notes underneath the video. I also have a book, I have multiple books, but the book that is most about astrology is called Planetology. And you can see that at any major booksellers and it's actually on the shelf at all major booksellers. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye.